last time you happened to just uh, randomly, uh, you know, a surf past HBO, and there was a movie you wanted to watch actually on one of the seven HBO channels? 2006. Like, no joke. And I'm a big HBO guy. I love HBO. I can't tell you the last time HBO had a movie on that I had any interest in watching. I don't, know, I don't know how time, they lost all the movies. Last time I think I even watched HBO was probably for Curb when it was on a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah. What else is there? I mean, I go on HBO Max. I watch Curb all the time. Right. So I do like the HBO Max service a lot. Larry Sanders but, show, go a little old school. One of the greats. Yeah. But like, I, like every weekend, like if I have a random hour, I got nothing to do. The kids are all out. I'm like, eh, I'm just going to Channel 300, see what's on HBO. Nothing, ever. You know what's got better I movies? I also am not a sci-fi guy. What's up? Well, no. What's well, not everything that happens in sci-fi? No, but I'm just saying. It's garbage, know, though. That's, the only thing is Curb Your Enthusiasm. They, they have an extremely successful show that's going on right now. I forget the name of it. What? Uh, the, uh, the Last of Us. The Last of Us. I'm not into zombies, but it's yeah. extremely successful. Is the it House a zombie of, show? House of Dragons was a huge hit. He tries to one-up us. He okay. can't even name the show. Yeah. A really way, popular show. I respect I the fact that House of Dragons is a big hit. Yeah. I never heard of uh, This is the Last of Us, but I have seen the the title, I guess. I, I know what it's about. It's only like three episodes in. So yeah. it's, it's a zombie right. show? Kind of. Yeah. It's based on a video game. Very yeah, popular I'm not a zombie game. guy. Besides Game of Thrones, it's the biggest opening since Boardwalk Empire. Like, All right. So then that's on me. That's yeah. on me. I'll take ownership. I'll take a loss but on I that. Good job, HBO. On the movie. More zombies. <laughs> On the movies, I think it's just lack of good movies. You know what they ought to do? They ought to uh, they ought to combine the zombie concept with the cowboy Yellowstone concept and do cowboy zombies. There you go. Not a bad idea. Right? The only zombie thing I like is on Call of Duty when you could play zombie mode and just wax thousands of zombies. I like that. A couple of years ago, they mixed Abe Lincoln and zombies and created a movie called Abe Lincoln no, Vampire. Vampire. That's what it was. Abe Lincoln Vampire Killer. Correct. Yeah. Yes. He became a vampire killer. Well, yeah. Before he was ever president, as a young man, he like that's vampires. how he made his bones in this uh, no. in the new country. That's that's <laughs> yeah. that's like the way to make Abe Lincoln interesting to Craig. Yeah. By the way, you show me a young Abe Lincoln uh, taking out vampires, <laughs> I am sitting and watching. Now you understand why I went to his boyhood home. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to see where he kept the fangs? <laughs> yes. All right. This place yeah, smells but like I, garlic. Maybe, you know, you might be right. The reason I'm down on HBO right now is maybe I just don't like that, that type of of garbage. You know. Well, if you put on MLB Network on at like 11 o'clock every yeah. night, yeah. there's the same five baseball movies over and over again. Oh, they're still doing that? You can watch a little Big League. You can watch a little Rookie of the Year. Ugh. You can watch a little uh, A League of Their Own. Yeah. little Field of Dreams. They don't have the rights to Sandlot? <laughs> I think they've had Sandlot. You know, speaking of MLB, there's a big uh, fight going on right now. Uh, remember Anthony Recker? He was on SNY for a minute. Backup catcher for the Mets. Yeah, yeah. so Anthony Recker has a gig now, I guess, on MLB Network. And he uh, he called Alex Manoa of the Blue Jays. He didn't use this word, but he basically said, you're fat and he lazy. He fat-shamed Alex Manoa. Yeah, he goes, uh, I'd, I'd really love to see you spend more time in the gym and be committed to your body, right. right, and being in better shape. Now, you were telling me, even as a bigger guy... Alex Manoa is a Alec. stud pitcher. Alec Manoa. What happened? Alec Manoa. I don't, I don't acknowledge that name. Okay. I apologize. Right, Alex. Uh, Alec is for the birds. Really? I, with all due respect. I mean, yes, my name is Craig. I'd rather you not call me Greg. So I respect but Alec, I, you don't acknowledge? I don't really think there is such a name as Alec. So when Alec Burks was on the Knicks, you just called I, him Burks? I called him Alex. <laughs> Alex Burks. Okay. Yeah, or A.B. In any event, Manoa is a thick, big dude. Yeah, big guy. And uh, Anthony Recker was like, I love you. 
I got nothing bad to say about you, but, you know, hit the gym, big guy. Something like that. And uh, the poop hit the fan today, I guess. So, uh, well, Str- Noah got pissed off. Well, first, Marcus Stroman uh, gets uh, puts his two cents into the matter. So you know how that goes. Then Manoa responds, and then Anthony Recker made a classic mistake. First, Anthony Recker apologized to Marcus Stroman, and then he apologized to Alex Manoa. Well, no, but worse than that, what he you claimed everything was taken out of context. The, the context was you, you said he's out of shape. The context was go work out in the gym more. Now, the, the topic at hand was p- your pitchers under 30 you want to build your team around. So it's obviously complimentary, but he pointed out, yeah, yeah, I would probably take Manoa, but I need him to work out in now, the gym. To be fair, there are a number of guys historically in Major League Baseball who don't need to be svelte and ripped and uh, jacked. Uh, CC Sabathia, David Wells come immediately to mind. Sure, Sid yeah. Fernandez, yeah. if you want to go back to the 80s with the Mets. There are some guys whose body type... Uh, allows them to pitch at a heavier weight than everybody else. Some have even been better when yeah. they're at that heavier I think Sabathia was better when he was a bigger dude, wasn't he? Yeah. He was also older, but you get the point, Skinny right? CC, not effective, as effective as larger CC. Yeah, so I, I put together a list, uh, Evan. Of what? I've got the Mount Rushmore fat pitchers. Really? Yes, I do. Just pitchers? Yeah, because I think that, that I want to keep it, you know, I want to keep it as... As a focus no, as possible. That's fair. So who's on your Mount Rushmore? You want to take it? I, I think you're going to be really impressed with my Mount Rushmore. Well, there's one guy that if he's not on your list, your list sucks. How Babe about that? Ruth is number one. Thank you. Okay, number two. Two-way player, obviously. Number not quite like Otani, but fat pitcher, the Bambino. Bang. Number two. Oh, well, Cece. Louis Tiant. Louis Tiant. How about that? Fat guy. Fat guy. Yeah. Hmm. Number three. Fernando Valenzuela. Boy, I didn't use him. Good one, though. Not good enough. Not fat enough? No, good one. Not Maybe I, I should have considered him. I didn't. All right. Uh, number two, of course, uh, Carlson Charles. C.C. Uh, Sabathia. C.C. Sabathia. Uh, I mean, he's number three. Pardon me. Number four is a tough one. Hmm. Number four is a tough, well, tough. I assume you yeah. go with Boomer David Wells. That's exactly who I want. It's got to be the guy. Guy threw a perfect game. Yeah. I mean, and he threw was a perfect the, game. And also, one I, World Series threw a perfect game. And also, he was the epitome of oh, sloppy. the fat guy. Yeah. And I think what David Wells loved is he embraced it and was like, yeah, yeah you're damn right I am. Yeah. And, and you know what? As fat as I am, I'm a better athlete than all of you. By the Because it's harder to be successful at the pro level and uh, be fat, uh, which is why I think we have to rejoice when fat guys excel. Uh, my apologies, Big Mac. Uh, when fat guys excel now, at the professional level, you know, I like it even more, which is why when uh, your guy... Uh, Bachigaloop Jones hit that home run, and Gary Cohen considers the greatest moment in baseball history, which is a clown comment to make, of course. Uh, it's because he's fat. So, you did, but you didn't put him on the list. I did not because he's he not. Just, I mean, he's not like a. Uh, did, he, did he just miss it? He's not like a borderline Hall of Famer. He had a good he career. He was a journeyman though. pitcher who everybody adores. He had a good career. What was his name? Bartolo Colon. Bingo Bango. Nice job on that, Tommy. Important for you. I mean, he was big man though. He was ridiculous. Big sexy. Big. Yeah. Anyway. So that's my uh, Mount Rushmore right. fact. I think the only pitchers. controversy you'll have is there'll be a lot of fight on Big Bart not being on the list. Uh, by the way, I appreciate that. My list doesn't have to be the definitive answer, although it typically is. Uh, Ralph Acchiano just uh, tweeted out. I also don't remember Louis Tion being like fat, fat. Oh, yeah, big, big dude. Right. Told you I went fishing with him. Remember I told you that story? Wait, would you call him fat, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, how many pounds did he weigh? 
Louis Tian? Yeah, but I'm going to look it up. Now, like, I'm curious. In his playing days, I think he was 4:30. He was not 4:30. Yes, he was. He carried it well. Oh come but on! His angles were huge. On. We got a problem. Go ahead. According to Baseball Reference, go right ahead. Louis Tian was 180. Not when I saw him. When the hell did you see him? I I tell you, I, it was the summer of 1991. That doesn't Fact. count. Why not? He was still pitching. He was out of baseball a decade earlier. Yeah, I felt it to me like he was still pitching. He wasn't pitching in the 90s. Retired no, in the 80s. Early maybe 80s. like the Venezuelan League or something. <laughs> I think Louis T. I can't be on this list. I'm sorry. Like I said, it's just my list. I know, but he's, have not, list. he's not even fat. He was fat when I went fishing <laughs> with him. I'll tell you, that took up the whole damn boat. Meanwhile, Ralph Vacchiano has tweeted, uh, Jalen Hurts has acknowledged that his shoulder is still not 100%, uh, but it is getting better. And he's dealing with it, and there ain't nothing else to say about the shoulder. It's a non-story. Good for Jalen Hurts on that one. Could have made excuses for only throwing for 100 yards in a playoff game, but he didn't. Make excuses. They scored 38 points. <laughs> 31. 31. Oh, it was 38 against the Giants. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, here's Mike in Milford, Connecticut. Michael, what's going on? Hey, how you guys doing? Doing First great. Time Long time listener. All right, thanks. Evan, you're killing me because... I'm a Met Ranger, Nick, 49er fan. Oh. So I love to disagree with Carter. But on this, you're, you're, you're way off. To me, you got to look at it as it's one person's fault, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle for, the, Shanahan. for the non-challenge on the uh, Devontae for, Smith plug? Let me, let me go. For the non-challenge, right, yeah. yep. that's number one. Number two, how do you go into that game with that backup quarterback? He can't even catch a snap, right? I mean, it turned out you happen to be right. I can't argue but before you were, What were your other options? I mean, you're downing your fifth quarterback at this point, and Jimmy <laughs> wasn't available. Point. This is my point. He's the, he's the best offensive mind in football, correct? Yeah. All right, so if he's the best offensive mind in football, how do you not have Debo, CMC, and Juszczyk in the backfield? You get a big lineup, and you run the ball. We're Mike, 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 I don't disagree with any of your critiques on Kyle Shanahan, the kind of playing more creative and desperate in the second half, the non-challenge on Devontae. So I agree with you, but here's what you're not mentioning, which I'm surprised by. No, no, I get, I get that. Oh, so you're saying instead of going to Josh Johnson? The first drive, yeah, the first drive. They, so you got a they had no choice but to go to Josh Johnson. Yeah, He's their backup quarterback. You're also deflecting from my entire point. Well, all those criticisms on Kyle Shanahan, fine. I agree, and I mentioned this the other day. The non-challenge on the Devontae Smith play, Huge. unacceptable. I agree. Not trying something in the second half instead of putting poor Brock Purdy back in, unacceptable. But what you're not mentioning is that your defense, the number one defense in the NFL, failed in the first half of this game. Yes. That's my point. Yeah. And I don't understand how a Niner fan wouldn't join in on ripping your Ballyhoo defense. I think if you're a Niner fan, as much as you love Kyle Shanahan, you rip him first specifically for the non-challenge because it did turn out to lead to points, and you would have had the ball at midfield 0-0. So I think that's probably where their ire is, number one. Number two, I think uh, to an extent I'm with you, that big bad Vaughn defense did not get the job done. And then you could go over an organizational decision to go into a game like that recognizing that while you're on your third-string quarterback who never expected to play in the NFL this year, or maybe ever, that you didn't have a credible backup behind him. All fair, who all guilty. Who is going to be, though? I mean, Josh oh, Johnson no, is a guy. The fact that all year they didn't even acquire anybody. Well, I get That's that, my but point. they also kept losing guys. Trey Lance got hurt. No, Jimmy no, Garoppolo one, got hurt. Once Brock Purdy, 
becomes your starting quarterback. And you know Jimmy G ain't coming back, and obviously Trey from jump was not coming back this year. And again, to be fair, this is a hindsight call. You don't know that Brock Purdy's going to get hurt the way he did and not be able to play or throw a ball. But with hindsight being a part of this, you can look back and go, wait a minute. Who thought it was a good idea to have Josh Johnson as Brock Purdy's backup? What were your other options at that point? Trying to acquire somebody else that might be available. Who else is available? This is a guy who's at least played in the league for a million years. Now, granted, doesn't have a lot of experience, hasn't played in the playoffs, but you're now down to your fourth quarterback. I'd have to go back and look who's available. I don't know. It would have been anybody all that great, obviously. That criticism, while I understand it, is the ultimate Monday morning quarterback. What I'm saying is, and it's really just in defense of this, the Eagles haven't proven anything, they haven't beaten anybody, is the simple fact their offense marched up and down the field against the number one defense in the NFL. That's just just what happened. Uh, Opening drive of the game, challenge or no challenge, they put up seven. Right after the Niners tied the game, what did the Niner defense do? They committed four brutal penalties, and the Eagles put up seven. Like You can't dispute that. You can try to excuse it all you want, but it happened. The vaunted Niner defense gave up three touchdowns in the first half of that game. Uh, Here's your Super Bowl Woody Johnson uh, uniform color update. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs are going to wear white jerseys. The Eagles, let me guess. Yep, they're going to wear green Ah. because they're green. Um, And Adam Schefter reports, for what it's worth, that in the last 18 Super Bowls, the team that wore white Won 15 out of the 18. <laughs> We're so desperate. <laughs> how, about that? how about that? For a little factoid there. Huh? How about you the last, that? When's the last time a team wore green and won the Super Bowl? It'd be the Eagles be five the Eagles years ago. 17, crap. Yeah, did they wear green in that game or white? I'm trying know. to remember Probably, that. I vaguely think they wore green. I'm going to look yeah, it I up. Think they seems like my memory of the Philly specials wearing green. Yeah. You know? Yes. Do they take that statue down if they win a Super Bowl this year? No, say, yeah. I think it depends how they win, but you add to it, don't you? <laughs> yeah, they were in green. I'm looking at highlights. Yeah, because think about it. The Eagles have a statue of a backup quarterback and a coach that is no longer there in their parking lot. Hero. Hero. Championship. Yeah. But to this point, we'll see if it changes. That's their one title. Yeah. That's I, their I, one I Super Bowl, man. I don't think they have to worry about adding statues to the uh, parking lot. You really that confident? Sure. 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 Because... At the end of the day, the Eagle pass rush is scary, and yeah. Patrick Mahomes is still playing on one leg. <laughs> I can see it now, by the way. Mahomes gets knocked out of this game, and the excuses are written. Well, this is the cheapest Super Bowl of all time. They beat nobody. Right. Who's, Backup quarterback. Who's the worst team to ever win a Super Bowl? <laughs> you get a lot of that stuff. By the way, have you seen the uh, Hubba Baloo about uh, Steph Curry and... The proposed uh, building uh, near his home. Yes. He does not come across like a decent human being on that story. Listen, now, does he, he just wants his privacy, Craig. They are talking about building 16 multifamily townhouses uh, behind Steph Curry's massive backyard. Okay. Steph Curry and his wife, Aisha, are vehemently uh, protesting and uh, trying to throw their weight around a bit in their county. To make sure that that multifamily housing units are not built because, in theory, would infringe on them being able to enjoy their wealth. Well, hold on. Yeah. I don't want to be the guy defending them. Yeah. But can I just make one point for them? You can do whatever you like. Right. Yeah. 
Steph Curry is one of the most famous athletes in America. That's right. Would you so hear that? People that make less money should not be allowed to live in his neighborhood. No, but it's, it's not his neighborhood. Is that the idea? His privacy is yeah. at major risk. Why? Because they're not they're not building him on his land. Aren't they building it like right they're building his... it on land behind his property? Okay, he does, you know, buy the property. Right. You know, do what a lot of rich people do. You buy all the property around you. That is smart. So you can be insulated from multifamily housing. So why didn't he do That's that? That's all. Why hasn't he done that? I have no idea. He's got millions of dollars. But you got some balls telling people that don't make a lot of money that they can't live in your neighborhood. That's a bad look all the way around. He has a, a thirty million dollar mansion. And you have people who uh, probably want to send their kids to what I imagine are probably better schools or this or that. Yeah, not on my watch, they're not. Are you kidding me? I won't be safe if I let middle, uh, uh, blue-collar, middle-America people live near me. I don't think me. he's saying safe. I think it's the whole privacy thing. That people are going to take pictures and, and but yeah, like, sell no it to the paparazzi. No to the roof of the townhouse going, try to take a picture of Steph Curry. Nobody? No. Oh, there'll be somebody. No. <laughs> When they could sell that to the National Enquirer for $500,000. Come on now. What are we doing? That's a bad look. That's a, that's a uh, loss for Steph Curry. It's a loss, but it's getting very... And he doesn't very... have a lot of public losses. That's one of them. It's a loss, but it's getting very little attention. Imagine if this was LeBron James. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my I, I'll ask the question that the nobody's the asking. What? ESPN's not covering this story. You think if it was LeBron, they would? Yeah. I don't. Oh, you don't think they? Do you think they would protect LeBron? I think they would protect LeBron the way they protect Steph Curry. LeBron is the covered. Story hasn't very, gone mainstream, really. Yeah, because it's Steph Curry. Yeah, LeBron is covered very differently than Steph Curry. You know that. You think ESPN by them too? I'm. I can't say specifically ESPN, but in general, LeBron James is the guy who elicits controversy. I mean, so, Steph Curry's the kid gloves Steph come Curry, out from Steph love. Curry. Oh, we love Steph Curry. It's handled very different. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Even you. I can see the way you're talking about it. You're careful to rip Steph Curry. What? Yeah, you're like, ah. I'm the guy that brought it up. You did, and you're, and you're I'm criticizing I'm not careful him. about it at all. You're saying I think it, it's disgusting and ugly. I think you're saying it in a different way as if it was LeBron. It'd be different if it was LeBron. It'd be a little bit more... What, more vitriol? Yeah. Who do you think you yeah. are? That kind of thing? Come on, you know I'm right. By the way, do you think Kareem <laughs> Abdul-Jabbar shows up to the night that he breaks the record or no? Yeah. You do? Yeah, why not? Well, I don't think he does. Why? Maybe if it's in L.A., he would. Well, they're planning it for it to be in L.A., hence why he sat out the Brooklyn game. They're trying to they're trying time to... it out so it happens at home. Yeah. But I would assume so. He's... It's incredible that he's breaking that record. Because think about it. That was a record growing up. I don't think anybody was ever going to touch that. It's kind of like the DiMaggio thing, right? No one's ever going to hit the ball in a 57 consecutive games. Yeah, there are certain streaks or certain records that you just assume, okay, that's not going to be touched. And that was one of those records that you looked at and said, probably not. But he's got a small window. He's got the two games at home next week, and then they go on the road for a couple of days. And then he'd have to manipulate it even further to make sure it happens in L.A., and I think he wants it in L.A. Here is uh, Maddie in Waldwick. Maddie, what do you got? Hey, guys. How you doing? So Good. I've been waiting all week. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Of course. 49ers fan here, uh, waiting all week to get on to, to discuss it a little bit. I couldn't disagree more with that last caller and with you guys when you talk about Shanahan. And yeah. No, not, not for nothing. Prior to Shanahan, we had uh, Vic uh, Fangio, we had uh, Singletary, and we were doing nothing. You know, Shanahan comes in, we're a play away from the Super Bowl, Grappa overthrows Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, we lose in the NFC Championship game to the Rams last year because the offense led by Garoppolo didn't make plays. And then this year, an unfortunate injury. Now I'm hearing about Shanahan gets quarterbacks hurt. You know, as a Niners fan, 
I, I didn't hear people complaining about Steve Young getting concussions and blaming the coaches in the nineties. I don't think so he was I blaming. Understand. I don't think he was blaming Chris, Kyle Shanahan for him getting hurt. I think he was more criticizing the non-challenge and then criticizing so, yeah, not the trying. I was, yeah, I was livid about the non-challenge. All I was right. going nuts about it. There you go. I, I think my five-year-old son was like, "What are you doing, Dad?" But like, <laughs> that should have been challenged regardless. Um, but everything else there after that is football. Like guys get hurt, you know. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate that you don't know. But Matt, would you not? Did, did you not want to try something in the second half besides having yeah, a quarterback I mean, with a torn UCL hand the ball off a hundred times? I think, honestly, once we got down uh, 21-7, I didn't really see much happening by just running the ball. Like, it would have been very exactly. difficult to score three three touchdowns with, like, with that last caller said, Debo, McCaffrey, and Juszczyk back there. Yeah, it, it might have looked better, but the third touch, like, when we were 7-7 in the middle of the second quarter. Then it was 14-7. Exactly. And then the drop snap, you know, it was 21-7 going into half, and we're getting the ball. Yeah, maybe we could have done something, but, I mean – Put every every Niners fan on a lie detector test. I bet you no one's gonna say we're gonna come back. But that doesn't matter. Like if you're offense. if you're gonna come back or not. Obviously, the odds were stacked against you. No one's denying that. Right. But you want to see you try. Yeah, and we yeah. both respect Kyle Shanahan as one of the best offensive minds in for football. Sure, for sure. Why not try something besides putting the obvious out up. there? He gave up. He uh, he had no plan. He gave up. They didn't try the wildcat. I think they threw eight total passes in the entire second half. Uh, they even had Christian McCaffrey throw the ball to the wide-open uh, blades of grass. Uh, they gave up. Uh, they, he didn't even consider guys on his team like Juwan Jennings, who is a four-star uh, recruit out of high school, who was uh, thought of back then, not now, obviously, as better than Joe Burrow, uh, Sam Darnold, and uh, Lamar Jackson coming out of high school. Never even contemplated having that kid line up. But here we are now in New York, not in San Francisco, that's old news. It's behind us, and we have a Super Bowl in nine days. And then what do we have? We have nothing. We got Ugats. We got two basketball teams that aren't winning a championship. We got hockey teams nobody cares about, and we got baseball teams that, fingers crossed, make a run. But even if they both make a run, we got to wait six months for that. There are certain times I just don't like what you say sometimes. Like, you say stuff. What? And it's just like... We gotta find some hobbies or something. Yeah, I mean, just the way you say certain things. We may have to review things. old Saved by the Bell episodes. <laughs> well, that's not a bad something idea. Something like that, right? I don't mind that. Yeah, like, uh, let's uh, take a look at... Was Kelly Kapowski the hottest sitcom star? <laughs> you want me to answer that? Yeah, feel free. Kelly Kapowski, it's interesting. Top five. Kelly Kapowski versus Valerie Malone. Fascinating debate. It really Not is. a lot of people know Valerie Malone. It's the same person. Of course. It's the same person. What do you mean the same person? It's her. What's, what are you talking about? What am Amber I talking Thiessen. about? Tiffany, Tiffany Amber Thiessen was on Saved by the Bell. Yeah. She played Kelly Kapowski. I think most of yes. us know who she was. Yeah. Right? Uh, well, you should. If you don't, you miss she out. She then proceeds to jump to 90210, replacing a departing Shannon Doherty, and takes on the role as vixen bad girl Valerie Malone. Very different character than Kelly Kapowski. Very was different she attitude. Was Amber Malone? You want my opinion? Well, I mean, she wasn't in high school, so here's of what it she comes was, down right? to, Craig. Right. What are you into? All right, yeah. If you're into the nice girl next door, okay, Kelly Kapowski. Got it. If you're into the bad girl who's smoking pot 
and no one knows, yeah. and wearing clothing that may not be that appropriate. Okay, sir. Who sneaks over Dylan McKay's house and says, let's do it. Okay. Then she's your girl. Got it. Same person. Mm-hmm. Two very different characters. She is, uh, how about this? You want to you feel old just for a second? Go ahead. She's about to turn 50. What? How about that? Kelly Kapowski's going to be 50. Kelly Kapowski is about to be 50 I think it says, years old. I think it says a lot about your personality based on if you choose Kelly or if you choose Valerie. Very different. Very, same person. Well, it also Very depends different. how old you are. If you're a 30-year-old guy watching Saved by the Bell, it's sick. No, when you were a kid growing up. So you're, you're like my age, saying, like Lugie's age. Yeah, but I give you... If you're a 25-year-old and have a thing for a uh, Kelly Kapowski, that's a problem. Well, no, I She's know. She's in high school, you sick freak. Yeah, but who was watching Say Mother Bell when it came out? If you have a thing for Valerie Malone. That's okay. The little vixen, <laughs> as you put it. Yeah. Maybe that's more acceptable. I don't know. I never saw Valerie Malone. Don't know the character. Oh. Yeah. Listen out, you know, bro. It sucks for someone like that. Like, you, you always think, like, really attractive people, life's just automatically easy. And for some it is, let's be honest, right? But if you if you peak to the American public in, like, your late teens, early 20s, and she was clearly a sex symbol for a lot of young guys growing up in that era, right? Mm-hmm. If you wake up one day and you're 35 and you got, you know, the obvious signs of aging, at thirty-five, like you're not, you're not, you're not rocking the bikini the way you used to. Maybe you've had a couple kids, and you know you're breastfed, so your boobs aren't the way you want them to be. And you know, yeah, you, you know, you haven't lost all the baby weight. You know, and, you know, you're no longer that. Oh my God, a hot model at nineteen. I kind of feel bad for you. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough way to go. You got to reinvent yourself. As what a uh, hot uh, fat girl. Because <laughs> they're very, I know a lot of very attractive big girls. Well, no, as like a one mom- of my best friends in college was, uh, like Marge is in charge and was one of those beautiful women I've ever met facially, right? Unfortunately, she just had a problem. I think we called it a Twinkie-itis. <laughs> don't we all and have And I don't blame her because I got the same problem. <laughs> I was going to say, you have that. Yeah, my metabolism is just faster than hers. I think you reinvent yourself as an attractive mother in her early 40s. Yeah. And play roles of that regard. You go you're milf roles, right? You go milf roles, yeah. Like, who's the hot mom that uh, you know, talks back to the principal? Yeah. She could have done that. One I don't know what the hell she did after those two parts, though. Honestly, I think it was that I was think it. she got married and had kids. That was it. Hold on, I'll tell you what she did, ready? Well, she came back on the reboot of Saved by the Bell playing herself. Oh, did she? (laughs) Well, she's got two kids, Harper and Holt. Oh, nice. Uh, What's the last thing she did? Let's take a look. I'm telling you, the the last thing she did is the Saved by the Bell reboot that they did. Come on. I guarantee, if you look up her resume, the last thing she did was like two years ago, Saved by the Bell redo. It is. She was in 2000's Ladies Man. Hey, Tommy, do me a favor. Book her on the show, will you? Thanks, buddy. Which character do you think she liked more, Val or Kelly? I think uh, I kind of view her the way I would view horrendous example, uh, Miley Cyrus. When you're playing the role of a America's Girl Next Door, somewhat goody two-shoes, yes. you know, straight and narrow, you, the first chance you get to play the bad girl, I think you probably love that it. That she likes that. And more. same for guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're always the good guy, good like take Denzel Washington. Denzel was always the good guy. 
And then all of a sudden, training day came along, and he became a badass. You know what? And we love that. And he was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like, what? The problem is. Denzel is is a badass bad guy. Problem is, Kelly is a good girl and overrated. She she cheated on Zach. Do you remember that scene? Okay. With the guy who worked at the the Max? No. That's a bad one. I wasn't really into that show that much. Yeah. Okay. She let him seduce him. Her. Didn't like that. Why would you cheat on Zach like that? Maybe he dumped his ass at the prom. Maybe Zach cheated on her first. Did he though? He always had that big brick size cell phone. <laughs> he though. did. He was the first guy on TV with a cell phone or a portable phone, whatever it was. Okay, okay. That's my Denzel impersonation. That was a nice okay. attempt. Nice attempt. You know that's a I get the solid Denzel. Okay, but you're only saying one word. That's the only word I can say. That's like, like my Bill Cosby okay. imitation of. Could you say? All I say is that. Okay. <laughs> Could you say? Okay. <laughs> It's like they're actually in the room. It's crazy. Is it not? Like, close your eyes. Ready? Close your eyes. You tell me who's hosting the show. Okay. Could you see? Okay. Could you you see? (laughs) By the way, this is better than mine. (laughs) This is way better than yours. Oh, thank you. Uh, I now read to you a letter to our program director from a guy named Michael uh, Exit in uh, Skillman, New Jersey. Dear Mr. Eskin, that's Spike's last name. I realize you have a need to add new talent and fresh faces to the team to replace older, retiring folks, etc. Just like any sport. Can I have some reading music? Sports team or business? How do you define reading music, yeah, by the way? Let me know. You know it's instrumental, slow music. or jazzy stuff. By the time he finds it, you'll be done? Probably. 100%. The objective is always to get better. But just like the Yankees newbies of a few years ago, they are just not big league material. You have substantial amounts of airtime given to Chris McGonigal, Keith McPherson, and he wrote his name again, but he meant Tommy. I mean, it's clear. He wrote Chris McGonigal's name twice? He wrote Chris McGonigal twice. Maybe that's how much he hates him. But no, he's he clearly is referencing Chris, Keith, and Tommy. Okay. You'll trust me on that. Yeah. Um, three amateurs. Oh. <laughs> Aside from just being loud, almost like uh, teenage girls screeching loud, oh. arrogant, and self-centered. Wow. Their voices sound like the DJs on my college radio station. You know the old line about some hosts have faces made for radio? These guys have voices made for silent movies. (laughs) Bad voices and bad talent. I used to complain about Steve Summers with groan-inducing puns, sleep-inducing content. That horrendous Lower East Side accent. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> but at least he was knowledgeable and at times even clever. These guys are not. Sorry, Mr. Eskin. These new guys are not interesting nor a compelling listen. Sincerely yours, Michael. Well, I guess I'll go to Tommy first. Your thoughts on what Michael wrote about your performances here on the radio. Well, Michael, uh, yes, my voice sometimes is a little bit uh, annoying. I'll give you that. Okay. But you know what? I think I'm loud. I'm passionate. And I got to re- defend myself. Big Mac and Keith here. Yeah. Young guys bringing the passion, bringing the noise. Not for everybody, okay. but we're the new wave. We're here. All right. And let me go to Big Mac now. Your response to Michael, who, by the way, hails from Skillman, New Jersey. And uh, to his credit, he at least wrote a letter. He didn't go on social media. He decided to write something down. I respect that. Go yeah. ahead. Your thoughts Suck on it. There you go. There you go. All right. I think uh, that speaks for itself. Are you going to try to change what you guys do to make Michael happy? No. 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 I'm very pleased with Did myself. Did Spike respond to this letter? 
Like, probably not, right? Well, I don't you know. I don't, if first of all, he gave it to you, I'm Yeah, assuming. but I think a program director should respond to every letter yes. No, I think he does, by the way. Because oh, he's should. told me that in the past. Wouldn't you be honored, though, if you're Big Mac or Lugie? Yeah, I think so. That he you stood went... out enough for a guy to know your names and remember. I wasn't yeah. even going to. Well, they didn't know Lugie's name. Yeah, no, he wrote he, Big he, Mac's he, name he, twice. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say more that he put down a legend in Steve Summers. Yeah, so like if you're, you're in the same category as a guy yeah, who had a 30-year career. Yeah. I mean, you guys, yeah. we should all be so lucky, right? That would be my first takeaway. I mean, like, wow. I've had a 30-year career, but you guys right. at this stage would be lucky to have. You'd sign up for that right now. Sure. Yeah, be hated, but get paid. Yeah. And they put, that guy put Loogie, Big Mac, and Keith in the same sentence yeah. as the schmoozer. And to show you, I'm just not poking fun of these guys. Reading music, please. I now go to, uh, I hate you, letter number two. From Rabbi, uh, I don't know, Sochich. Uh-oh. To Evan Roberts and Craig Cart. What'd we do? i tell you. Today on the radio, I heard you both condone cheating in sports. How about that? Wow. Whatever it takes to win a Super Bowl, Basketball Championship, World Series, or Stanley Cup, even if it means banging on garbage cans <laughs> and deflating footballs. Are you also condoning steroids, illegal gambling, like by Pete Rose? Betting on his team, using sticky substances uh, in the fall by pitchers. Do you allow your kids to cheat on tests <clears throat> as long as they don't get caught? Evan, you are a role model that listeners look up to, <laughs> except this one. Oh. Your kids are very vulnerable and can l- learn the wrong lesson from what you say on the air. Are we supposed to look up to Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Pete Rose, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa as a summer teacher and counselor in school and camp? I protest and condemn what you said on the airwaves on WFAN. You should apologize and explain yourself. And that's courtesy of... Uh, a rabbi. All right, go ahead and apologize, well, Craig. He said Evan. He so. said you too. Well, at the end, it was just about you. So should I apologize? I, if you want to apologize, if not, don't. But I just want to let people know we do get your letters. Feel free to keep on sending them. Uh, I'll read them on the air. Now we've got a choice. We can go the Anthony Wrecker route, which is you're misquoting me. <laughs> yeah. You heard me out of context. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm you know sorry. I mean? Anthony Wrecker embarrassed himself by apologizing. Yeah. So now listen. Sometimes you say things that you need to apologize for. It's not a of blanket course. statement. No, absolutely. But when you, you're talking about a heavy set pitcher needs to get in the gym, you're right, and you don't have to apologize for that. Plus, the way he said it was kind of lame well, anyway. You know what also? He was like, I love the guy. I mean no disrespect. He's great, but get in the gym. The other thing I saw that's kind of funny is remember how sometimes Boomer will bully us? And say you us. didn't play the sport. You know what the hell well, do that, you guys know? The whole know? NARP thing that right. his buddy's daughter came up. With. Okay, yeah. so we know what Boomer does. Yes, you're not athletic, regular person. I saw. I think it was Stroman or Manoa. I'm not sure which one, or maybe both of them started bullying Anthony Recker for sucking as a major leaguer. Nice, like Anthony Recker. Say what you want about his major league career. He, got there. he was a backup catcher. Whatever. He made the major leagues, yes, right? Yes, he did. Which means he's a pretty damn good athlete. Point oh oh six of uh, baseball players in this country. Get so, to the so here's what we should all feel good about. They were bullying him for not being good. Yes. Which means, like, Greg Maddox could bully Manoa and Stroman for, yeah, but you guys aren't Hall of Famers that have won ERA crowns yeah. and Cy Young. Sure. Like, there's different levels of. Of course there are. It's like you bullying me. 
You're not an athlete. You're my partner. But I'm a worse athlete. Yeah, no, no, but I would never. I thought you meant radio-wise. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, man. I meant as an athlete. Like, there's these levels of athleticism where we like to bully the other person. Yes. And we're seeing guys bully major leaguers who just weren't good. Right. That is very true. It's like there's a hierarchy of bullying. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, uh, I did call Rabbi uh, Sochich, and uh, three times we called him. Yeah. And uh, three times he did not answer the phone. So we're not going to hide did, from you. Keep the letters coming. Did we call the fans of uh, me, Tommy, and Keith, or no? I no phone number. Ah, uh, and I, I mean, I'm sure I could find it online, but I don't feel like it. Yeah, that's your fight, not mine. I'm just I, pointing out that you guys suck. Well, I do want to <laughs> say that I received the greatest compliment I've ever had in my life last week after a show, early in the morning, from somebody listening, from a tw- uh, someone on Twitter. All right, what they say? They said, "Listening to C Mac is like ordering a number seven at McDonald's with a horan- with an orange high C." It's food for the soul. That's the nicest that? thing Magical. anyone has ever said about me. Yeah, the guy had no I'm a number followers. seven at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if whatever makes that guy happy, that's, man. That's that was it's as all nice relative, as it gets. right? <laughs> all right, eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. I got to squeeze Stevie in New Haven in there. Stevie, what do you got? Yeah, I just wanted to talk about Aaron Rodgers yeah. and the Jets. I listen every week. First time caller, love the show, love everything about it. It's, it's actually therapeutic on the way home. But this Aaron Rodgers take is ridiculous. I know that he's the best quarterback out there. He's an obvious upgrade to what you have, and it's sexy, sexy to talk about, sexy to watch when he throws the ball. But he's seven and ten in the playoffs since his Super Bowl win. Seven and ten, right. and his MO is not winning the big game. So who While out he, there is? And I knew that was going to be the. No, response. it's a fair question, right? Absolute fair question. Go ahead. Who you got? And he will be the best option. And I think that that's what the route they should go. But don't expect to win. I think that if we want, if we want to say Derek Carr, we could say Derek Carr. Oh, and one. I think, of of course, obviously, Aaron Rodgers has the best resume, right? Talent. So I, I guess what I'm confused by is what's your point? Like you're right about his postseason credit, uh, his postseason failures. He's had a lot of them. Like no doubt, Giant fans remember it. Fifteen and one went to Lambeau, beat Bang. him. Like I understand, but what's the point of this? That they shouldn't go after him, or that when they do get him, expect to just lose in heartbreaking fashion? I think if they're trying to mortgage a significant amount of draft picks, maybe two for first rounds overall. I'm not sure what the compensation would be, but I don't think that he's going to put you over the hump. I would argue that the team well, I would say this, uh, and I appreciate your call. If we agree that the current hump is getting into the playoffs, you bet your ass you will. Now, if you want to argue that that's not the hump that you're referencing and you're referencing championship games or Super Bowls, yeah, I'd agree there's no guarantee he gets you there. There's no guarantee with anybody, But, there's, but I can say uh, with, I think – sure is fact that if you watch what the Jets did this year and how their last month and a half went, that if Aaron Rodgers was their quarterback, the New York Jets are playing in the playoffs. And oh, by the way, the way the Bills and Bengals played in the first round of the playoffs this year, I would not have been surprised well, if the Jets beat either one of them. Okay, but but here's the problem with even what I said about Derek Carr. Yeah, I yeah. hold myself accountable. And what he's saying about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Matthew Stafford was 0-3 in the postseason. Right. The Rams traded for him. They won the Super Bowl. Yes, it's a much better organization. I get that. The hope is the Jets have the roster that's much better than the current alignment of Green Bay. Like relying on what Derek Carr has done or what Aaron Rodgers has done doesn't tell us the future. So what you've got to do is go get the best player. Now, I'm welcoming the debate on who that best player is. 
But I find it really, really, really hard to believe that anybody's going to be able to present a better option than a Hall of Fame quarterback. Look, he's the best option as long as you're not making it a long-term deal as part of how you define best option because he's not a long-term answer. He is a, I think, max two-year answer to a team that suddenly has the talent that's good but enough Craig, to compete. That's when you. That's how you have to yeah. view the NFL because yeah. Sauce Gardner is going to get paid a lot of money. Yep. Garrett Wilson's going to get paid a lot of money. Look, the Bengals have a problem signing Burrow and T. Higgins so, right now. So why mess around? Your best option is to go for it immediately. So, well, again, I'm open to other yeah. options, but someone's got to explain to me, like, with real facts and reasons, who the hell's a better option in the next two years than Aaron Rodgers? And I'll do you one better. The NFL, it has been proven year after year now that you do not have to build a team that has to be good for the long haul to have a crack at a Super Bowl. The Rams won the Super Bowl last year, obviously, right? Um, you can be a really good team right now, have a chance to win a Super Bowl, and then suck for five years. Look at what the Rams did. Uh, uh, hello. Yeah. I'd sign for that. Yeah, so would I, of I course. think every single Jet fan and Giant fan, I assume, I know you've won before, would sign for that. I'd sign for that with the Mets this year. I'd sign for that with the Nets this year. Win yeah. a championship and then go suck for six years. I'll probably end up complaining about it. I do admit that. But right now, and certainly next year in the moment yeah. of winning, it'll all be worth it. All right, 877-337-6666. More of your calls coming up. I'll give you uh, some of this uh, silly uh, Twitter battle that's going on right now. There are times I like Strowman. Today's one of those times, putting his head into someone else's business and getting an immediate <laughs> apology from that person fascinates me. Uh, if you own a business, by the way, isn't Anthony Record the guy that when we started this show two and a half years ago, had his agent reached out to us and said, do the guys want to have Anthony Record on once a week? And we said, no, thank you. And he said, as a paid spot, and we go, we already said, no, thank you. Uh, isn't that the guy? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Like, he wanted to come on our show every week. They offered him up. We said no. And then they made the point of they wanted him to be paid. He wants to be paid. Yeah. 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 And we were like, we said no when we thought it was free. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like, Luis Rojas came on every week. He didn't make a nickel. That's right. But we're going to pay Anthony Recker to come on? who I'm sure is a lovely guy. He just had no backbone in this one particular instance. Do you that. find it? You know who he looks like, right? Have you? Is, has Anthony it Racker? He looks like somebody. Uh, somebody who like. was famous in sports, but also famous for who he uh, oh, had a relationship right? with. Uh, so, I'm looking at him right now. Okay, look. At and I'm sure Anthony, uh, yep, he has a beautiful family himself. Uh, he's rel Is he new to the media? I'd say not at this point. He's been point. doing it for a bunch of years now. Yeah. He was a backup catcher for the Mets like four years ago. Is but he the guy that replaced Bobby Ojeda? Uh, on the Mets postgame? Yeah. I think he he's done it, so I'm not sure if he was the director. No, replacement. you know who replaced Bobby Ojeda? A different guy first. Who? Oh, oh, a pitcher. Nelson Figueroa. Yeah, Nelly. My man, Nelson Figueroa. Look good at, dude. Look at Anthony Recker. And, okay. By the way, I, Anthony Recker is a good-looking He dude. is now. Famous athlete. Go. Played a sport, yeah. was on a local team, but okay. was more famous for the relationship he was in. Alex that's Rodriguez. A, that's a, I don't know if he looks like him too much. Alex Rodriguez. Hey, no, right. no, you the guy hey, you're thinking. Oh, about. you've already got. We, we know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? He played baseball here. He did not play baseball. Nope. He played a different sport. He was on a local team. Carlos but, Beltran. No, again, listen to me. More famous, clearly 
more most people the in the audience yeah. know about him not as the athlete but as the guy who was with somebody really famous. Not even Is that right? Married Barry Bonds. Does Anthony Record look like Barry Bonds a little bit? No, he does not. He doesn't. No. All right, hold on. I want to get this right. So I was see you get Anthony Record. You're saying Anthony Recker yes. looks like a former New York athlete yes, who was a good athlete or no? He was okay. Good enough. He was fine. He was fine. Not a Metter Yankee, though. Not a Metter Yankee. Was not a baseball player. Not a baseball player who was married to someone more famous than he. By a million. Like, this person is not known. This person is known by everybody. This athlete mm-hmm. is not known by as many people. Okay, hold on. And Anthony Recker looks like this oh, guy. Oh, I think a ringer. Mm. I think a ringer. And do New Yorkers like the guy? Uh, not really. Julius Randle. <laughs> no. You're right. He does not look a lot like Julius He does Randall. not look like... It's not Julius uh, Randle. Got the right sport, though. He looks a little bit like Doug Gottlieb, but better hair. Doug Gottlieb. Yeah. But he didn't play here. No. Uh, what sport? Basketball. Basketball. There's a basketball player. J.J. Redick. No. Jeremy Lin. No. <laughs> We've had a lot of Jeremy Lin mentions today. What team did he play for? He played for the Nets. Played for the Nets. Yeah. Um, Again, more famous yeah. for who oh, he was with. I got it. Chris Thank Humphreys. You. Chris Humphreys. Yeah. Doesn't he look just like Chris Humphreys? By the way, a little bit. Thank you. Chris Humphreys had a fatter face and a longer face. Uh, he's got a little Chris Humphreys in him. A little Chris Humphreys. There you go. Anyway, yeah, he's. I guess he's feeling it today, huh? So you why are you on Marcus Stroman's side for attacking him? No, I just like the fact that Marcus got involved in someone else's business that wasn't his. <laughs> he did. And Record then apologized to Marcus Stroman. <laughs> He's apologizing to everybody. He goes, hey, Stroman, not interested in Twitter battles or spreading hate. My words of Alex on TV weren't indicative of how I feel about him or what I was truly saying. Yeah, it was. I made a mistake. What was the mistake? There was no mistake. You said, Anthony Recker said, "If I and I'm sorry if I heard this out of context, you're talking about pitchers you would take to build a team around under the I age feel of 30. Bad for Rucker, and you said Alec Manoa, but you'd like him to get into the gym and work hard and get in shape. Yeah. Yeah, because you want him to be in great shape when he's 30 years old a decade know. from now. I would say this. Uh, and I saw the video. I actually feel bad for Anthony Recker. Here's why He does not come across as a guy that every day of the week just go out there and bashes guys. Like, that's not his act. Mm-hmm. You're being just uber critical for the sake of being critical or mocking a guy or you're fat shaming a guy. He did it. I don't think that's like his MO. And he took a lot of backlash Wait. and heat. And now he's like got to defend his career. The guy made it to the pros. Well, but, he wasn't great. Okay, so what? Seems like he's a good guy. But, but here's the problem. Like what's happening to Anthony Rucker and Dan Orslovsky, Orlovsky is sort of the same thing. What they, happened to Dan Orslovsky? So Dan Orlovsky had an opinion. It's a stupid opinion, but he had an opinion. What was that? One of those dopey, you know, national sports shows where yeah. everybody wants to make a list. That's why I don't do those things. And he made a list yeah. of the best quarterbacks of all time. And everybody's killing his list because he didn't have Joe Montana in the top five. He had Mahomes number two. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not here to debate his list. But he's being crucified as, can you imagine this quarterback oh. ranking those quarterbacks? Come on, guys. Yeah. We all have opinions. Right. It doesn't matter if we're them. great or not great or athletes or not athletes. So now forget about you and I or Gio being criticized by Boomer for not being athletes. Now athletes are criticizing the not as good athletes. I like that better. For their opinion. Yeah, they're eating themselves. I like that better. <laughs> I love it. I, we really do have to take a break. I apologize. The guys are just finally giving me the sign, so I'm going to follow it. 
And because of that lengthy segment... You're going to apologize now, too, record style? No, I'm, I'm sorry, not. big man. I'm not sorry. Uh, if you Should tell be. me to break, I break. If you don't tell me, I don't. Simple. 